This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Spencer Burnett back on the show. He is the one who, well, he didn't coin the phrase, actually Kristen coined it, but he he gave her the reason behind the coining of the phrase, conversation masturbation, which I thought was just a amazing title phrase. I don't even know what it's called. Anyway, we are on with him today and we're talking about the next stages of dating that move you into a relationship. How to prepare yourself, how to figure out what you want, how to bring up and talk to women about your non-negotiables. It's all in this week's episode. So keep listening. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. If you don't know who I am by now, you should uh, not listen anymore. But if you are curious who I am, I'm Kristen Carney, comedian and also a dating coach type person here, of course, with Marnie Kinris from winggirlmethod.com. We've been doing this for a long time. And uh, so my intros for over four years have been equally awkward every single time. They have not gotten better in four years. This is well. This you're is very so consistent. That's a nice yes. thing. I want at least I'm consistent. That, does Howard Stern do an intro every single time? Or I guess they do. They just like here's the show. Maybe we should record well, something don't. so we can just start talking. Well, I think you do the intro, so we do like a double intro because you do the hey coming up on this week's episode, and then I reintroduce it. So I feel like we should just start talking. I think so. Because it always makes me so awkward. Because then I have to go, Spencer, thanks for joining us. Like I'm on some weird talk show or something. Right. And the people are probably like, hurry up and get to the get to stuff it. already. Get to Stop talking, yeah. ladies. So anyway, so let's let's of, get to our juice. We have Spencer back on our yeah. show who gave us a wonderful phrase that I think we actually came up with, but you came up with a technique called conversation masturbation, which I think is just genius. Um, Kristen yeah, likes it as well. Thank you. Yes. I came up with uh, name. Sorry. I have to claim responsibility for that, even though it's definitely your idea. Yeah, but you you were like, you summed it up, which I think that's a collaboration. So you both co-own this. Um, (laughs) But but Spencer, people loved your episode. You you were sitting in my closet. We were talking about talking to women, connecting to women. Um, But now you're coming back on our show to talk about the next stages and phases. We've talked about this a lot recently on our show, but I know that you're definitely going to have a different take um, about the next stages of actually getting into dating and keeping something 
and and you're going to tell us how to do it. I know that you've written a book on this, so you, you tell us what's going on. Yeah, you know, uh, it, I've been in the dating space for like ten years now, and as you know, Marnie, there's just there's so much information for guys that is on how to get the girl, how to approach, how to say the right thing. But the thing is, is like once you get good at that, then you actually find a woman that you really like, and you don't know where to go from there. And the the strategies and the way that you manage a relationship and yourself in that relationship is different when you're uh, when you're in a relationship than when you're courting a woman. So I really wanted to bridge that gap for guys. Wonderful. So bridge it. Let's do it. Because when when do things start to shift? Like when do you say, okay, this, not this fun side is done, but the attraction phase, the courting phase, like that's complete. And now we got to get into maintenance. I, like, ha- I always think it happens organically when they're in traffic and someone loses their temper and doesn't remember that the other person's in the car with them. And you're like, oh, okay, this is you being This unfiltered. is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Traffic now brings we're it together. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it starts usually for a guy. Um, it starts like before you actually meet the girl. Like you, you, you're, you know that you're ready for a relationship. So you're, so you're starting to look for that. And that's the way that oh, I would suggest it for guys is when it, when you're, you know, having fun playing the field and then you just happen to meet a girl that you like, it might be right girl, wrong time. Cause you're, you still got that in your system. You still want to be out there, you know, experiencing, uh, is you know, that really a thing though. Can a guy really meet a girl who he would be head over heels with in love with and just keep being a single dude? What, what, do we, what do you mean by that? Like, if like, is it really like the taxi cab thing? Like, is is a guy like, oh, you are the perfect girl for me, but yet yeah, not right now, and I'm going to continue doing other things, and I might lose you? Is that like a real thing? That yeah. Oh, for, oh, for sure. And I, yeah, I've wow. experienced that personally. I've dated a, a number of women that by all standards are unicorns and they're amazing, but it's just not where I was at in my life. I had other things in my life that were more important than meeting my person. Because it just and, seems like that might supersede it. But I think that's probably more of a woman thing. Because if it was a woman, I think, you know, she would drop, not drop what she was doing, but she would say, okay, well, I can't probably recreate this person down the road in three years. So I'm going to adjust my life for this person, even though it's not the right timing. Yeah. And that, and that works and it's, but it, it's better to be preemptive on like knowing what you want. But so when, when you do get into a situation that you're, you know, just like actively dating and you're, you know, seeing a few people and then you find a woman that, that you really like, um, you know, be sure that the, you know, even though this is the, you know, the girl for you, make sure that you're ready for that. So many times guys are torn between the two. Oh my gosh, she's so great, but I'm not ready to slow down. And that ends up in, in just messy breaks breakups. And, uh, and a messy breakup can set you back years in, in terms of like finding your person. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So I like that you're saying beforehand, know what it is that you're getting into. Or what Absolutely. You want. Yeah. Yeah. But even if that is, I just want to have fun. And if somebody comes along, great. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. At, at that point you're open to it, you know? And, uh, so, so if you're, and there's a difference between being open to it and being like ready for it. Um, it, it's just that you set yourself up, you know, for success better when you, when you are prepared before something actually happens to you. So you, you have to be like less reactive. So it can work out either way. I'm just saying it, it works out better when you're more prepared. Okay. And then how do you know when you're ready for it? You know, it, it's really different for every guy. 
You know, for, for me personally, I mean, I can only speak on my own experiences. It, uh, you know, I got a little bit older, I'm 36 now. And actually when I, I turned 33 is when I was like, okay, I think I, I think I want to slow down. And it, it got to the point in my life where my career, um, was, was already like in progress. And so I didn't feel like I had, you know, you know too much to prove to myself there. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, financially stable and I also had all of the experiences that I had been looking for when it came to dating. And so there was kind of nothing left for me to, to experience other than being in a relationship, which is something that I wanted in the first place, but there were some other things that I wanted, you know, first. When talking about ways to frame yourself, <laughs> like I noticed that as soon as Spencer said, at 33, I had my career intact, financially stable, like those and that doesn't mean, oh, I have money and I'm perking up towards you. It means I have my shit together. And the way that he just said it so nonchalantly as matter of fact of this is who I am instead of bragging, um, that's an interesting way to to express that to women when you're even on a first date or just talking with them where you're talking about you and your goals. You're like, I got all this taken care of. It's just a way to subtly say to a woman, I- I've got this shit taken care of. I'm like a solid I'm dude. Ready. I'm ready. So anyway, continue with what you were saying. Um, I, but I did want to interrupt at that point because I thought it was a, an interesting thing to, to pinpoint because you hit a note with me when you said that. Yeah. And, and it was more, it was more than that as well. You know, I, you, you've got to show up as a complete person if you want to be in a, uh, in a relationship that's not codependent. Right. And so I had to make sure that like my, you know, my emotional well being was, was on point, that my, my spiritual well being was on, was on point and that I was like, you know, physically on point. And so it, it's so hard to take on a whole nother human being in like the responsibility for their emotions and for their experiences. Cause you're sharing life together. So if you don't have your own shit together, like it, it's, it's just a mess. And I had experienced that in, in my life. And that's how I knew when I was with those women that were awesome. I'm like, ah, it's just, it's not fair for the relationship for, for me not to be complete, to, to fully commit to you. Did you feel less than at that point? Because they seemed to have it more together. Is that what you're saying to me? Or you just were like, no, this isn't what I want right now. No, it's not less than. You know what I mean? It's it's simply just like phases of life. Every hero has his journey. And I just knew where I was in mine. And I appreciate every part of the journey from, you know, this. What about every loser? Do we all, do losers have their journey too? <laughs> yeah, they're in the, yeah, they're in the middle of the shit. So, right. <laughs> the still, still writing the story. Exactly. Okay. So you start at the very front end about knowing who you are, knowing what you want. Okay. And then continue. Then after that, it, it's, it's about the girl. So you, you have to, you have to have some non-negotiables and, and really know what those are in, for yourself. Like, you know, it, do, do you want to have kids? Like, you know, what type of relationship uh, do you want? Like, what are the attributes in a partner that are, that are um, just imperative for you to have? You know, for, for me, it really, it really was like, of course, she's got to be like beautiful and intelligent and all that. But one of the things for me was I, I need to be in a relationship where not only am I um, acknowledged and supported, but I'm also celebrated and every part of me being celebrated. And so when, when I met my girlfriend and I had the ability to cry on her shoulder, and then on the other hand, talk about all of my, you know, playboy ways that I used to have back in the day, um, she, she loves having those conversations with me. And I love having those 
those conversations with her. So I don't have to go off and, you know, to hang out with the guys to get that part of me out. Like I, that part of me is celebrated in my relationship. And so you got to have an idea of what those, those non-negotiables are for you. And then if that, if a woman that you meet is wonderful and she's beautiful and you have a lot of fun, but she doesn't meet those, those criteria, you have to let it go. And so like how, how many non-negotiables should you have? And like, when is it a point of being too picky and too sticky? Like, I guess I'm asking, what can you expect from another person? Because I've learned this for myself and maybe this is me maybe settling. I don't even know. Although I'm quite happy. So I don't, I, I don't really know what that line is because for me, I'm an extrovert. My husband is an introvert. Um, in the very beginning, that was a bit of a challenge for us. But then I was like, oh, I can just go out with other people and get all of that, you know, extroverted energy out and feel really good. Then come home and like lie on his lap and feel completely safe and comfortable. But that took me time to sort of figure out, which I, I know you're saying, think about those things beforehand. But at what point does it, does it become too picky, like, and too non-negotiable? Yeah, I say after three. After three, three of them, okay. like you're you're expecting too much. I mean, you could go up to you know four or five, but then keep in mind that you're the pool of of women that you know are a good fit for you is going to just get smaller and smaller. So you got to be more patient. And so if you have those three non-negotiables, and then there are other parts of your relationship where there's a lot of contrast. That contrast, you know, people talk about like needing things in common in order to get along. And although, you know, you do get along with people that you have things in common with, but when you have some, when you have nothing in common with a person, that's an opportunity for you to like learn new things and to experience a different part of life that you wouldn't have experienced uh, if you didn't meet that woman. So there was one woman, one one woman I dated that was into chemistry and I'm like, chemistry, like what? So I was like, I'm. I'm into you and you're into that. So share with me where you find the joy of chemistry. And she taught me all types of things and it was, was kind of cool. So you just do like rocket experiments all the time? What are you doing for chemistry? <laughs> yeah, right. So I, like, I what just do you do? Blew up, she blew up your apartment. She probably started a fire. Right. Yeah. It, it turns out to, it turns out she, uh, you know, wanted to be a doctor. And so then it, that conversation escalated into that. And, you know, uh, it, I, I really enjoyed my time with her and like diving into that. Cause I got to ask a ton of questions. So it, it, when you, when you have a difference, like, you know, you were saying, you know, with your, with your husband, that, that there's the, the contrast between introvert and extrovert. If you can find a way to make that contrast work for you, um, it actually can be really refreshing. And so you have to know yeah. how to manage the differences. Right. Okay. Well, actually, I want to take a step back for a second because this is like deeper into a relationship. I really want to focus on that like between three and 10 date okay. um, area because I know that you talked you talked about in the beginning how it has to shift. Like some of the things that you do in the beginning for attraction have to shift in some way as you get deeper in a relationship. When you, when you had said that before, what, what kind of things were you thinking about? Uh, I mean, it, in the, in the three to 10 date mark, right. That's when you're, that is like the qualifying process of like, uh, are, are we going to be an item? 
right? At some point you have the conversation of like, what are we, you know, to have it on the first date, maybe a little preemptive, uh, and, and to wait, you know, six months, nine months down the road before you talk about it. Like there's probably a lot of stored up thoughts and feelings that, uh, you know, can, can burst at that. And so, you know, what, what changes is just, uh, at least from the guy's point of view is like where your attention goes. So before you get into that position where you, where you're like, okay, this is, this is the girl that I want to be with before you have that conversation with her, like you need, you need to decide that for yourself first and like just on your own, on your own agreement within and be like, Hey, this is the girl that I'm courting and, and, and that's it. And I'm, I'm going to see how this goes. So there needs to be that internal commitment first. And then at least by the 10th date, you, you need to have that conversation of, um, what are you looking for out of a relationship and where do we stand on that? And that's when okay. you get to the next well, checkpoint. Checkpoint. Yeah. Well, so how do we break that down a little bit more? Like in terms of what do you talk? So I know you're saying that you want to find these things out and be more selective for sure. But I know that in the beginning stages, it is all about fun and light and not too many serious things. But, you know, as you're dating and you're older, a lot more serious things come into play because that is your light and fun conversation to talk about real things. In what way does the way that you behave towards that woman and how you talk to her change? That it's not always, or no, so that, so that maybe it is focused on I'm select, I'm selecting her and I want to see things about her, but I still, you know, want to make it seem fun and not like I'm pressing her for information. So like how, in terms of, okay, you want to know these non-negotiables, how how do you find these non-negotiables out in a way that isn't, or maybe it is serious, but my point is how, how do you express those things? And then how do you act with a woman leading towards a relationship? I guess I'm asking, what's the difference between how you act in a relationship versus act in the courting phase? That, that's, a, that's a really good question. So the, uh, the, the solution to that, or at least as I've experienced, is to have those serious conversations so early that it's not a serious conversation. Okay. So, so again, I mean, I, you know, you might ask a girl on the third date, like, so, you know, do you, know, do you want kids? But you've got to make sure that you're not doing it in, in a context of interview style of where you're, you're really like digging deep for, you know, qualifying answers. You can do it in, in a, in a playful way where you can, you know, uh, say, you know, you can give her a scenario like, oh, if, if we had kids, like you definitely would be the bossy parent. And I'd be the one letting them sneak candy late at night. And then the conversation kind of, kind of comes up that way. So bringing, bringing stuff up in, okay. uh, in conversation casually can get you to start touching those points. So then when a time, it, when the time comes to have that serious conversation, it's already been touched on a little bit. It's already been groomed a little bit so that it's not so yeah. intense. Okay. But what if you want to be intense? And what if you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm really serious and I, I really just want to find a wife. Is that a horrible thing to say when you're dating? No. If that's really what you're looking for, then I say go for it. But you always have to, um, you know, if you're afraid of kind of pushing too far in a conversation with, with a woman, you always have to balance it out with the other side. So um, so one of the things that, you know, that you might say is like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm dating for marriage right now. But that doesn't mean I necessarily want to marry you. I'm just letting you know where I stand. So you see how like I got like, holy shit, this guy's like all about commitment. And then I backed off a little bit about like, hey, when we barely know each other, I'm just giving you the heads up. And so it softens that a little bit. Okay. And that, that's a really great way to phrase it. And so would you, when would you make a statement like that? 
I mean, you can make that statement as soon as the first date. Like once you drop into rapport with a woman and, and you guys, you guys are, you know, uh, you know, you guys are, are getting along and, and you're like sharing, you know, sharing the same vibe. You can almost get away with talking about, about anything. But again, the key is to, is to just keep it light. And, and that's what I was uh, speaking about earlier where it's like, have the conversation before it's necessary because then, it, then it's only hypothetical. And it's, it's not like, Hey, we need to make a decision right now. It's the, it's the time constraint that makes, that puts on the pressure. But if it's the first few, first few dates, you can bring it up because, you know, talking about marriage on, on the third date is not taken seriously, no matter what. Right. Well, Kristen, can I ask you from the dates that you've been on, how many guys have stated where they're at? Or have you ever gotten into a conversation like this in your first few dates? Yeah, I have. And it usually seems to happen really organically and it doesn't ever seem like the intent was to bring that up. It's just a conversation. So for example, one of the last guys I went on a date with, he's 42 or something like that. And he's hasn't had a long-term girlfriend in seven years. So I brought up, you know, why haven't you had a girlfriend in so long? I was jokingly <laughs> like, okay, big red flag. Um, and so then, then because we were talking about that, it was a natural transition into, well, what about kids? Just because it's of you know, relevance because he's 42. And, um, and so there was nothing weird or strange about it. And then other ways that I've had the conversation has been like guys saying in passing kind of like, you know, oh, well, I, I just can't wait to like play catch with my son in the backyard or something like that. Or I really want to grow a garden and, um, I can't wait to like have a family back there with it. It's like, there's ways to do it where you're not just like, do you want kids? Are you going to get married right now? You know, you can subtly throw things in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I like that too. And I mean, it seems like very obvious when they do say it and you can either respond to it in a way of like, oh, cool, and just kind of brush it off if you don't feel like really going down that rabbit hole. But I think if the person says it that subtly, they are also open to talking about it. So if the guy says, "Um, I can't wait to play catch with my son in the backyard, if I really want a kid, they'd say, oh, you want a son? You know, and then you can go from there. Right. It's like a subtle way to see if you guys are on the same page yeah, with each other. Transition I know, because I, I, yeah, for sure. Um, is there a way that people can, tr- can practice these kind of natural transitions, not in a date scenario, just to make sure that they're doing it properly? Like, would you guys have advice on how they could do that to practice? Well, it's, it's all about the way that you, that you speak naturally. So you had mentioned, Marnie, on the way that I spoke candidly about just where I was in my life. I, I make it a, a practice to speak in a very open and vulnerable way. So one of the ways that, uh, that, that I do it is just, I speak freely about everything. So even Marnie, you noticed that I had spoken about, you know, where I was in my life and it was, it could have been considered braggadocious, but because I make it a practice to be vulnerable and to speak about my situation, whether I'm, you know, vulnerable or successful or just, you know, any position in my life, I, I treat it just very, um, nonchalantly. And so it, it's in the way that you speak in, uh, in general. So if you're trying to practice this in a way and, and like trying to, to look in the mirror and do some exercises of being like, so are you looking at, looking to have kids? That's the wrong way to approach it because it has to be easy in, in conversation. And so bringing this stuff up is just another level of flirting 
it's 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 like flirting, but just on a more serious end. So when you're you're flirting with a woman, you start with like light, subtle things. You know, you you, you tell her like you tell her that you like her necklace or something like that. You don't just you know start off with just oh my gosh, you're the most beautiful woman that I've ever seen. I just want to, you know that's a little bit intense. So it, it's the same way. You you just kind of boil the frog, like just make little touches and see how she responds. And, and then, you know, if you notice like a resistance where, where she's like, whoa, moving a, l- a little bit fast, and then you can be like, oh, what, you don't want kids? And so you can kind of turn the conversation uh, that way, even if she resists. That's interesting. Okay. That you can tur- turn it around because it's, 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 it's a form of curiosity, right? It's like trying to figure out who you're sitting across from. It doesn't have to all be so covert. You can actually just talk openly and freely. And if anything, that's actually way more appreciated. Um, We're going to take a quick break with Spencer, but if anybody wants to check out Spencer's program, they can go to coolguysguide.com and you can actually download the free chapter on the website. Wonderful. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. You know where swimming is fun? The pool, a nice, warm, glistening pool. You know where swimming isn't fun? Credit card debt. That's not fun. And it's so easy to drown while you're swimming in that debt because of interest rates. I want you guys to be smart and pay off your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. And you can get a fixed rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay. And one of the many awesome things about Lightstream is that they're a division of SunTrust Bank, which is one of the nation's largest financial institutions. So you can have complete peace of mind that you're not sending your money to some dude in a third world country. And it's so worth it because you could save thousands of dollars in interest. Thousands, not hundreds, thousands. And I want you to save even more because our listeners get an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash ask women. Subject credit to approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash ask women for more information. All right. We are back with Spencer, who is talking to us about how to maneuver, I guess, the the next stages post basic attraction, which I think this is really, really interesting um, stuff. It's like just how to finesse these conversations. But more of what I'm hearing from you is just you need to really be clear on what you want. It's funny because for me, uh, I'm learning something about myself lately that most often, everywhere I started from my personal life, I'm not clear on what I want until I experience something. And then I'm like, okay, now I know what I don't want and what I want. And I and I think um, that for the people listening, sometimes it can be intimidating to hear people who talk like so clearly on what their wants are. So my point of bringing that up was to to not really be intimidated by that and to acknowledge that you're experiencing things right now and that you're learning what you don't want, what you want, and a way to sort of get a little bit more clear on what you do want is just to start writing things down or even having conversations with people, even conversations on dates. If you're in the place right now where you're not sure what you want, you can talk to your dates about that. Would you, would you recommend doing that? Oh, absolutely. And, and that, that's what dating's all about is, you know, people see that when you date someone and it doesn't work out, that it's a failed relationship. Uh, rather, I see each relationship is, is just a chapter in your story of, of the, you know, the final, 
the final chapter of, of like, you know, your person, you know, your, your soulmate or whatever you want to call it. Well, basically I was saying like to, to not take it as a big thing if you don't know hundred percent what you want and just that, that journey in general can be interesting for figuring things out. Um, but I, I did want to get to some questions from listeners. So I have a long email to read, but it's got many points for us to discuss that I think would be really interesting to get your take on. So um, I read a previous email of Marnie's about pouncing and thought it was interesting uh, with Tinder as the context. Main point being, slow down, take your time, and actually engage us in conversation so we can get to know each other a bit. I totally agree with this as my natural approach to women, but I think Tinder is so different and totally frustrating, so I have to disagree. I'm a gentleman at heart, regarded as handsome and pretty successful in meeting in person because of the ability to connect and build natural interest attraction, as well the ability to bounce back if the communication isn't 150% on from the first two seconds. I have to admit I'm totally unsuccessful with Tinder, though, as it rules out personal feedback, which are my strengths. I find Tinder puts a ton of pressure on an opener to make or break a match, especially considering attractive girls get a ton of messages. As well, if a message is read, it might not be replied to for weeks or ever. Point is, taking your time is actually ruled out. Convert or be forgotten. Feels like the motto and so. I think pouncers might be more successful for the simple fact of moving in quickly. What seems to back this up, I see a ton of girls saying on their profiles, not here for chatting, don't ask me how my weekend was, I'm fine, thanks, which makes me think they're totally burnt out on conversation openers and generally not interested unless something is totally amazing from the start. Here are his questions. Is, he wants us to kind of decode um, some of these responses. But before we get to to that portion of his question, I, I, I wanted to hear what both of you thought about these statements that girls make um, in their profiles about not here for chatting or don't ask me how my weekend was, or I'm fine. Thanks. What, what do these things mean when they're on the, in their profile? What are women trying to state to the men that are approaching them? I kind of think it's kind of bitchy to do, but, um, uh, what do you think? I'm going to let Spencer go first. Cause I think I have, um, have you opinions on it? <laughs> okay. I think that I think that women are burnt out from Tinder and I think, I think everyone's burnt out from Tinder and because it, it, you know, you can be in conversations with 15 different people and it's just, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work is actually as lazy as the approach is to, to, you know, to meet someone. Uh, So I I think what, what they're saying is they want to engage in conversation but they just don't want the the super slow. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Good, good. Me too. So, what are you up to today? How was your weekend? And it it takes ten or twelve back and forths in order to start a conversation. It's like we both know why why we're on here because we're looking for someone, not necessarily just for sex, but you know, just looking for someone. So it's like let's let's get into the conversation. So you know, I, I would. I would, as I always encourage guys is just do something that, that stands out. So you avoid the, just like the, the common Tinder conversations that just gets you lost in the, in the sea of men that she's matched with. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I was going to say, I don't think it's so much about speed as it is about quality and saying something unique. So you don't need to speed into the conversation and just instantly be like, we need to go out. Da, 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 da. That's the wrong approach. I understand like why he would think pouncing would work because of getting lost in the shuffle, but there's a way to pounce without pouncing. And that's just by being really full of personality from the get-go so that you're not saving, you know, 20 or you're not 
holding 20 minutes of just boring conversation. You're showing who you are right at the beginning. You're not asking her out right at the beginning, but you're giving her a big personality because so many dudes and women do it too. I'm sure I just obviously don't match with them on on uh, Tinder yet. I haven't gotten that far down in my love for guys quite yet. Right. But but from what I see working with guys in their profiles, I say, send me your login information. And I go in and I check out the messages that they're sending to women. And they're so monotonous and so boring and so uh, ununique and uh, dry that if you're a super good looking dude, that's still not going to do it for her. So um, I think you just crank up the personality quicker than you crank up the pouncing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I think that this guy sort of misunderstood my my pouncing. Yeah, um, what I was talking about pouncing is like so. I I had written a newsletter about how when I first moved to Los Angeles and I had to I, you know, had some friends here, um, but I had met my husband and I I kept meeting different girls. I was trying to make friends, and when I met a girl, I'd be like, "Oh my God, you're the friend. You are." the friend that I want in Los Angeles and I would pounce on them. So every day I would say, what are you doing? Or what are you doing on Tuesday? What are you doing on Thursday? And I, it was just too much. Pouncing is just, it's like picture Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. As opposed to like, I'm okay. I'm good over here. Let's see what you're doing on Saturday. Maybe we'll meet up next week. That's what I meant by pouncing. And yeah. My pouncing just looks me, desperate. Yeah. And my, my husband had given me advice. And he said, you're going to make good girlfriends. You're like an awesome girl to stop pouncing. And that word really stuck for me when he said that. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So that was the meaning of my newsletter, uh, behind the newsletter that I sent. So how he's using pouncing is a little bit different. I, like he really just means be proactive. Like if you're going to be on these sites, right. use them and go after what you want. So it's, it's, it's just two different ways of looking at it. Um, I agreed with what both of you said. I thought it was great information and advice. The next questions that he had, cause he wanted to break down certain statements. So I would just love to hear what you think. So he said is not here for chatting. Does that equal? I'm only here for sex. If women say I'm not here for chatting. No, that means they don't want a pen pal to just text okay. back and forth with. And I've gotten that surprisingly a lot because I see in guys profiles they'll say not looking for a pen pal would rather meet up in person but it's so crazy because so many times I meet guys on there that all they want to do is text and I feel more like an imaginary person in their world so I'm assuming that's what a lot of women are getting right exactly um so the the one don't ask me how my weekend was he was saying does that equal impress me immediately or i won't respond no it just means she's heard it five billion times it's old it's not interesting be interesting sell yourself give her a reason to want to like you you know and that's something that i noticed also is guys having qualifiers in their profile what they want what they're looking for rather than saying who they are so it's like they're rather than selling themselves to the women they're telling them what they want in a woman, in a woman, and so mm-hmm. the woman then has to just be everything that they want. And I know, know it goes vice versa. I'm sure women are putting that in their profile as well, but um, it's a huge, huge turnoff when it's like you yeah. have to do this, you have to be that. If you do this, then we definitely won't work out together. Blah blah blah. Save that for another time. That's not your opening advertisement. If you're opening advertisement for Um, your company, say you own McDonald's and your opening advertising is like, we're going to clog your arteries, but that's kind of what guys are doing when they're like, we're not going to match if you're this, but so that's my little rant on that. I like it. No, no. Okay. The next one. I'm fine. Thanks. Does that mean don't bother me uh, with a polite opener? 
I'm fine, thanks means you did nothing for me in this opener. And I am yeah. only responding to be polite. Right. And it's or not that you need they say how. it's not that you need some like crazy amazing line for them to be like, oh my God, you just wowed me, but something just slightly original so that it looks like you put a little effort into talking to her, at least a little. I mean, I like that that's being put out there, but I hate that women are doing this. Sorry, I'm like such a misogynist right now because I'm like, fuck (laughs) you. It's fucking hard to do. You try. I've seen what women write on Bubble. Hey. They do the exact same thing. So like, I understand that when you're the princess sitting on top of the mountain, you can tell your subjects to do whatever. I'm just saying women who write that, like I I, I actually, I personally wouldn't like them as women. something about you. Yeah, yeah, I think it says uh, something about those women. And that's what I say a lot to guys that I work with on the profile stuff is I, because they'll say she's got nothing in her profile to comment on. And I just say, that's a girl you don't want to date because she doesn't think she has to right. sell herself to you at all. She doesn't bring anything, has, doesn't have to bring anything to the table and you have to do all the work. So go far, far, far away. But if you need to say something, then say X, Y, Z, if you really just feel the need. But generally those I women aren't that. worth talking to. Yeah. I love that. Ashley Spencer, what do you think about women putting that on their profile? Like, I get it's from an annoyance place, but like, what do you think about, what does it say about those women? Yeah. You know, I, I don't really, uh, I don't really see a problem with it because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer of like taking nothing like personally. I just see it as she's, she's handing me the playbook of what she wants to hear. And what she's saying is I'm bored. And so if, if you are going to perpetuate that boredom, like I don't have time for you and, and that's, that's legit. And so, you know, you've got to understand that when you enter a woman's world, like she has her own stuff going on, she's got her, you know, her own worries, her own responsibilities, and you show up as this character that, that, um, that provokes this new storyline in her life. And so, uh, and so it is a little bit of a performance, although it should be authentic. Uh, it, it is a little bit of a performance to, to say like, Hey, I'm fun to be with because I mean, cause that's the first qualifier. You could be a great guy. I mean, how many guys do you guys know that are great guys, really nice and all that stuff, but you just don't want to be with them. Yeah, Being, having a fun partner is, is, um, is paramount in a relationship. And so that's what you got to lead with. And so if guys seem to have a problem with that, that's really only a problem that they're having in being creative enough to demonstrate their, their character, uh, you know, over the text of Tinder. Mm, okay, very good answer. All right, so I want to read the rest of this email. I get that it's a fast-moving app culture. I get that attractive girls have a ton of interested guys. I get that showing personality matters, but there's got to be a secret to decode here. Would you say there was a breakdown of female motives on Tinder? Could you recommend uh, what could work for each? So for example, type one has an account because she's bored, is not looking for anything specific. So he says that in this case, nothing you say will work. So don't worry about it. He's, he's asking to like sort of break down female motives. Yeah. On Tinder. But so, okay, so type two is interested in exploring sexuality, not looking for a relationship. He says, with these women, you lead with innuendo, move quickly to gauge interest and see if it's a good connection. Type three, interested in dating, open to a long term match if it happens. With these p- women, some innuendo is okay. Don't be too assertive, uh, focus on developing interests. Type four, interested in long term match only. Conversational openers are best here. Uh, or find a way to complement lifestyle first as that's a key factor. And then he said, realizing these can change every day for the same girl, I just think it would be helpful to know how women work on Tinder. Maybe it can provide more context to help us guys understand who we're dealing with and how to navigate openers best see. Yeah, that's really smart. I think that's a really good observation. 
And the problem with something like Tinder is that it's not clearly defined. So you do have people on there just looking to hook up and people looking for relationships to get married. Um, And uh, no one's really discerning in their profile. They're not saying, I am here for hookups only. Sometimes you'll see that. But guys really have to read between the lines. And I I just would assume there aren't that many women on there for hookups anymore. I think it's transitioned over to more of a relationship app. But not everyone's on that same page. So there's going to be some miscommunications. Well, it's interesting because it leads into what we talked about with Spencer at the beginning of the show. What I hear from this is, yes, there's definitely a different tactic for engaging certain girls. But it's more about what Spencer was saying about figuring out what you want. And then you talk to them in the way and see if they can talk back that way. If If you're interested in more of a relationship, then you start with the conversational openers that are best and figure out if this person fits into your wants, your non-negotiables, all of that. So I think as much as it's great to have a tactic of how to engage certain types of girls, um, it's more important. And this is what I think confident men do, even if they just want to have sex, right? Like they're confident about that. And that's the way they engage people. They lead from their wants and be selective with who they're engaging with um, and see if that, that woman follows. Would you, would you say that that's accurate, Spencer? Yeah. I, I, you took the words right out, right out of my mouth. Oh, it's <laughs> you, you shouldn't change your approach based on what you think she needs to hear. You speak to a woman based on the things that you want to express. All right, Spencer, you cut it again, but that's okay. You agreed with me. That's all I wanted to hear. I didn't need to hear any more from you. Um, but I, I think that you guys gave some really good answers and the the important information was the answer to uh, that question that Spencer gave that I thought was like rock solid for both of you, Christian and Spencer, it was rock solid. Um, we are going to wrap up the show now. Um, but Spencer, you were wonderful. Christian, you're wonderful. And like every time that we we talk more about dissecting people's profile profiles, I see what an expert you've become in this area. So if anybody wants to work with Kristen, go to... KristenCarney.com slash dating help. Yeah, baby. Awesome. And they can also check out um, the the program that Kristen wrote for my company, The Wing Girl Method. It is up on my website right now, winggirlmethod.com slash Kristen, no, slash banter K, winggirlmethod.com slash banter K. Again, I may not have released this publicly, but those who listen to the podcast uh, get a sneak peek at this awesome program, which is $25 now, but I might be increasing the price. So if you want to get your hands on this, please go to winggirlmethod.com slash banter you know K. The, and Spencer you know what the problem oh, is having a product online you can't sell it by saying copies are selling out you got to get it now because it's never ending so they'll definitely get a copy no matter what yes you will definitely get it I know people always I'm gonna take it down and like eight years later you go back you're like yeah. I'm gonna take it. it's still the same thing I mean it, it's a marketing tactic which is fine I don't do any of that stuff I'm fine I just want people to have content and not feel pressured to get anything but feel pressured now um because <laughs> because Kristen may uh, decide that she doesn't want me selling it anymore <laughs> and she doesn't like it selling for $25 because now her prices are a million dollars to work with her so anyway Very get true. it now um and Spencer, how do people work with you and get a copy of your book? 
Yeah, you guys can go to uh, coolguysguide.com where you can download the first chapter of the book for free. And you can also uh, join my private Facebook group called Dating uh, Dating High Value Women, where we talk about uh, how to get into a relationship with a woman that you're absolutely crazy about and stop, you know, uh, dating underneath yourself or, you know, or just kind of dating recklessly and actually get into a relationship that, uh, that yeah, that, that, that you're really proud of. Oh, I love that. Fantastic. Uh, and anybody who wants to write into our show, please write in to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of the Ask Women Podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. We're also posting on YouTube now. So go to youtube.com slash Marnie Kinneris. It's up on my channel. We will see you guys next week. Whoa.